check it. Episode 136 of the AQ Podcast. And yep, now we are joined today by uh, first Connor Hartley. Connor Hartley, our first sports psychologist. Welcome. And I gotta, I gotta say, I've been listening to your podcast, um, seeing the whole field. And uh, dude, honestly, what you do is re- really cool. Like for those who don't know about his podcast, is like he takes different elements of sports and he tries to think of new ideas to, um, to, to come up with a new twist on on sports, right? Um, <laughs> can you yeah, tell us a little bit more about it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And mm-hmm. thanks for having me on, guys. It's sure. uh, to be here. Um, yeah, I uh, I do a podcast called Seeing the Whole Field, where mm-hmm. I try to look at macro level issues in sports, and it's been a huge labor of love because I've also been trying to address those issues with my own solution. It's one thing to kind of look at a problem and say something's broken with college sports. And mm-hmm. it's another thing to try to approach it with a solution that makes sense. And so it's been a huge labor of love. Uh, and I really appreciate all the folks who've helped me out with it. Uh, mm-hmm. And also, I, it's been a blast to do. Yeah. So what I love about your mindset is like sports is kind of something that is evolving, right? Like I think of sports, like when I grew up as a kid, these were the set of rules we used to play playing soccer and that's it. But you try, you try to look at it from like a more macro scale, as you're saying, right? I don't know how much money, <laughs> money went into all of sports, also college sports and just sports in general. I don't know if you heard about Messi and Barcelona, how he, um, yeah. yeah, about, like how he's been he's no longer happy being there. <laughs> he's no longer happy being there. I don't know. Do you know more about it? Yeah, Messi yeah. has been having issues with the Barcelona board as the as the reports go and mm-hmm. he's come out strongly against a few of a few of the people and a few of the policies that they've had. For example, during at the start of COVID, Barcelona asked all the players to take a massive pay cut and Messi comes out saying, "Well, we <laughs> cut <laughs> had to yeah uh-huh. it's the board taking a pay cut and mm-hmm. so he and he there's a board member who used to be his teammate eric avidal who he's had a lot of issues with and so messi wanted to try to force his way out he requested what's called a transfer so he requested the opportunity to change teams barcelona said no we don't have to do that uh it's one of these weird rules in soccer where uh players can be exchanged for money essentially as opposed to american sports where a player gets traded for another player but on oh. a refuse this messi's going to have the opportunity to leave the team when his contract ends next year and i don't know if it's a good system or not it's a mm-hmm. different system in some ways it actually gives players a little bit more freedom to say mm-hmm. i want to go here if you buy out my contract essentially like it wow. may or mm-hmm. the other team buy it out so the messy situation is wild and it's, it's not true. unusual yeah, it's not well. Another thing about buying players, I think, is that there's a huge scandal in Europe, especially with like uh, tax evasion. Messi is famous for it, and then Ronaldo's famous for it, and a bunch of other sport, like high tier sports player. They try their best <laughs> to play with the money they they have. Versus here in the states, I it's because they're being traded. They don't have to do that, or do they also do the same thing here? Um, it's hard to say. I mean. Yeah. Depending on who you ask, there were rumors that it might have been an accounting issue at Barcelona because <laughs> half the team did the same thing. Um, mm-hmm. It could have to do with Spain's tax laws. Um, and I, I mean, it's not something that's widely publicized here. And who knows, maybe maybe uh, agents do a better job of dealing Hiding. with that or, mm-hmm. or what have you. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. When it comes to the whole Messi situation and him wanting to leave, you can kind of also understand it from uh, Barcelona's point of view. You know, that's like their golden boy. That's that's yeah. their their player. Like Barcelona yeah. has been too attached to this one player that like now that he finally feels like, you know what, this isn't really my thing. I want to leave. It's like uh, <laughs> that basically. Yeah, so. there's this wild identity piece, right? Like, if you go yeah. to the city of Naples in Italy, uh, they had a, a player whose name you might recognize, Maradona, back in the 80s. And yep. if you go there now, there are murals and, like, vigils and such to Maradona. Yeah. I, like, there's a I, – I saw this – it's like a 40-foot painting of Maradona. <laughs> yeah. Still, it's the wildest thing. Wild, and huh? mm-hmm. and it, it's like the the – player is tied so closely to the club in terms of identity to the Mm -hmm. city but it's not always going to go the other way right like Maradona played for other teams also and he has his allegiance to Argentina as well and so Barcelona's had Messi on their team for 21 years he joined there as a 13 year old and if you're a fan he's been probably your favorite player for 15 years or so so if he wants to change, I mean, that's heartbreaking. That's like a breakup, man. I mean, <laughs> it's like, it's not even a breakup. It's like a divorce. It's a whole, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. who do I choose mom or dad situation, right? Because some people are going to stop supporting. Barcelona. Some people are going to just stop supporting Barcelona and just support whoever Messi plays with. And other people are just going to be like, my loyalty stands to the ground that plays on. And they're just going to be like, oh, yeah, absolutely. I think it's, but it's yeah. It's a really funny thing there. And then if you're from there, is it like, am I not good enough for you? Is Barcelona? Is it, is it <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah. They're, they're just going to be like, what, you don't like Barcelona now? What's wrong? <laughs> What's wrong? We're not paying you enough money. <laughs> yeah. We're not paying you enough like, money. Yeah. He made but yeah, honestly, his entire listen, career more than just money. His entire career. Yeah. It was just When it came down to Cristiano Ronaldo, it was understandable because Cristiano was just going from, you know, he went uh, from uh, United. United, before no, before United, I think he was. Oops, it's okay. Oh, sorry about that. Don't worry about that. Uh, before United, I think he was in an Italian league. I know. Yeah, I think he came from Portugal uh, to United. Yeah. Portugal, Madrid. United, United, AC Milan, AC Milan. He went to uh, Real Madrid. Real Madrid. He went to now. Well, he's in Juventus. Right? Yeah. Yes. So. His He's skill is what defined him. Yeah, so he that's why him. it's not the same with Messi. Messi stayed a team, from, part of the team. You know, mm-hmm. since as you just said, when he was 13, which is like a who, huge part of his life. Who do you think is the better, um, Messi or Ronaldo? Let's hear it here, folks. <laughs> well, first I want to say, yeah, there, it's a it's a totally different situation. You know, yeah. if you're somewhere for five years, mm-hmm. it's it's still very meaningful, right? And you can have a really impactful relationship with that city and club, but it's different than being there for 21 years and and growing up there. Um, as far as who's better, man, that is a that's a question of taste, I would say. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. Ronaldo, you'd say has a better ability to score goals. Messi has a better ability to create goals and it, it comes down to what you need in your team. I think they can both be equally valuable depending on the situation. I know that's a, that's a pretty kind of skating the question a little bit. It is. It's it's not, no, no, I don't blame you because this is a question that's been asked ever since I remember football, you know, and it's like big sides. Yeah. Yeah. Now they're, they're both, yeah, they're, they've both grown way, way too old now. You know, they're like they're both they're 34, there. dude. What are you dude, talking about? Messi's football 34. players. Well, I come to football because 
Uh-huh. Makes sense to call it. <laughs> if you want to call it soccer, we can call it soccer. So here, uh-huh. just so we can stay on the same page. <laughs> All right. But just to stay on the same page. So in soccer, uh, around the age of 40 is when they just, you know, not play anymore. 40, the 45. Very latest. The yeah. Very latest. So, so they're both in their mid thirties. So it's, it's, it's almost time. Their time has come, you know, like their era of football is almost over. So I think the real question is who do you have your eyes on as the next best thing? Is it Neymar? Some people are saying it's Mbappe from, I think he's still in Paris Saint-Germain. I'm not sure. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of wild. Like it's, it almost speaks to how much better they were than everybody else because they're not in their prime anymore, right? They they aren't as good as they were a few years back. And that's not to say that they're not still great because their level is still incredible. But, on, you know, in no way should guys in their mid-30s be the best players in the world if there are equivalently good players in their 20s, right? Mm-hmm. So the same thing's happening in the NBA with LeBron. LeBron is in his mid-30s also and has played, I saw this the other day, he's played 59,000 minutes, which... <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's like a 45-year-old's equivalent or something. Right. And and so if there was a if there was a 25-year-old LeBron in the NBA, LeBron might not be the best player, but Messi and Ronaldo, first of all, credit to them for, yeah, for continuing to work on their bodies and their game. But, yep. but going forward, I mean, you've got – I really like the game of Kevin De Bruyne, the center mid for Manchester City. He's an excellent player in his – he's not really up and coming at this point. He's kind of a finished product, but he's a real stud. And Mbappe is really great. I mean, who do you guys like? I mean, for me, I have my eyes on uh... – He's a French uh, player. I saw him in the World Cup. I forgot he was really fast. I think it's Mbappe, Mbappe I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like he Mbappe. is very good and very, very fast. Speed is everything in soccer. If you can find an open space and get to there in like a matter of three seconds, dude, you are doing stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's why I've... Plus, as skill, like if I'm talking about skill-wise... I think Neymar is going to definitely take over Messi's position in the whole Name. Messi versus Cristiano, Real Madrid versus mm-hmm. Barcelona, you know, mm-hmm. because Neymar is good. There's no denying, right? You, No one can say otherwise. Like his whole history through soccer was basically him being very, very good at what he does ahead of even everyone around him. So that's why I have my eyes on Mbappe. I feel like he's going to be the next big thing. So, yeah, they're both studs. I mean, they're God, they're so good. And Mbappe is so calm for somebody his age. I mean, his calm in front of the goal is incredible. And it's it's telling because he never smashes his shots and he just passes them into the back of the net. And I mean, that's like something that only older guys do usually. It's just a, it's, it takes a level of experience that I don't know how he got it because he was doing this when he was 17, but mm-hmm. he, he knew uh, Neymar is Neymar is exceptionally skilled as well. His issue is more just the injuries. Right. And he's he's hurt all the yeah, time. It's, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a yeah. Thing. Um, Here, let's do this. Let's 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 uh, do you guys have anything more to talk about? Because I really want to talk about the NBA, to be honest. Uh, sh- sure. Yeah. I just wanted to ask what do you like? What do you think makes like someone like Messi or Ronaldo or Neymar or like they're like better than everyone else because they're all very skilled at that high tier level. They're all like at the best of their game. But there's something about, is it like the creativity of how they play or uh, or like their strategies? Is it like a skill thing or is it like an intelligence thing? I don't know. What do you think, Connor? 
I think it's some of all the above, right? Yeah. I mean, it it takes it takes a certain level of ability to because you watch these guys and it looks like the game is going in slow motion for them. And mm-hmm. for Messi, he's able to navigate the field as though nobody else is really out there. And he's very true. <laughs> and it takes such a it takes such a wide variety of factors for that to be the case. You have to have the intelligence, right? Because you know where everybody's moving before they know where they're moving. And you have to have the skill because you got to be able to take the ball where you want it to go. Um, where you know everybody else is not going to be right and you also you have to have the experience you have to have been there before in order to to make these plays and then in big situations not get stressed out and and freak out and not play the way that you want to so I'd say that their calm is really important as well and I'd say also just credit to these guys for their work rate and their continued focus because a lot of players I think more players could be great into their 30s but it takes a special level of dedication when your body is sore in the morning to get up at five or 6 a.m. and start your workout routine and, and not go out and party the way some of the younger guys do. And some of the, some guys continue to party into their thirties and it's, it, it does take a slice out of your game. But um, so I think a lot of the reason they're able to continue doing it is just their, their focus. Their focus, huh? Wow. Wow. That's true. And um, I mean, that's what makes, that's what makes the difference between like a great sports player and like a legendary like sports player. Yeah, I'd say right? so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and LeBron is those same things. Speaking mm-hmm. of the NBA. Yeah, speaking of the NBA, so Le- LeBron right now is, uh, I mean, the ki- the king right now, right? Yeah, of- I'd say so. yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, that's true. I mean, dude, you know what was heartbreaking about the NBA? The day so. LeBron beat Kobe Bryant's record was the day Kobe Bryant passed away. Unfortunately, is that true? obviously, R.I.P. Uh, Kobe. Wow. R.I.P. Yeah, I, I think it's that. true. Is is that not true? Yeah, it was the next morning. Um, it was, yeah, Kobe, it was Kobe, announced like, the next morning. Yeah, they had that hug, and Kobe tweeted at LeBron about how like proud he was, and and then the next morning the helicopter thing happened. Happened, yeah. So here's the thing. The thing I like about the NBA and about the like soccer is it's not too deep into the whole politics of the world you know it's just (laughs) Um, unlike like okay the nba with the whole blm it's it's acceptable obviously a lot of the nba players are you know black and i i don't see any issue with that but when it comes to nfl i do see a lot of like um politics go into it so why is it that some like athletes decide to just jump into politics and be like, you know what? I'm Republican. I'm Democratic. I'm this, I'm that. My guess actually is that the NBA is a little more unified on politics than the NFL is. So it, it comes off across, it comes across as less of an issue. Um, you know, like you said, the NBA, uh, predominantly black athletes, right. And a lot of people from, from urban city centers and, and the, the, from the top down, from the commissioner down, everybody's kind of got the same beliefs. And there are some cases where you do have some more conservative folks in the NBA. And it's interesting to hear their perspective. Like Myers Leonard, for example, who's, who's a player on the Heat, um, he, I think it was that he didn't kneel for the anthem. He was the one player on the Heat's team who didn't kneel yeah. for the anthem their first game. And he put out a statement after saying, I support <laughs> lives matter i love my teammates i talk to my teammates oh my god have the, the flag means this to me because i have these members of the of my family in the military and so i didn't i didn't 
Neil, but I completely support it. And so that, you know, that's, that's an, that tells me that the politics are very unified. So even if you have a different belief, you kind of are still on the same page with the NFL, you've got guys coming from all over the country, from small towns, from big cities and totally different spectrums of belief because it's such a big sport in the South. And it's also, I mean, it's a big sport everywhere. It's just a bigger sport than basketball at the moment. So I think you get a, a wider, a wider range of politics, which creates some more political conflict. I see. I see both. Here's the thing. <laughs> Why does politics have to be in sports? Why can't it just stay outside of sports? You know, that's what I don't understand about the whole American uh, sports. What do you call it? Is it like a legislation or? Uh, I don't think it's legislation. I, mean, I think it's just like whatever the, the business owners decide that this is what, how we're going to do it this year. Because like and in Europe, like Ali's from Jordan. So he's really like, why am I watching basketball? And this guy's wearing yeah. on his shirt equality on his back. What does that have to do with? I mean, know, no, it's not want. that because equality is important in any country you go to. Yeah. Right. But it's just when they start talking about uh, like what or they start to do these things that relate to American or strictly speaking, American issues in politics. Right. So the BLM is not really I don't consider it as a political move for me. BLM is something that should have happened long time ago. And I've already said this in episodes ago. It's not really a political move. But like when they when they turn it into something political and they put it in sports where it's supposed to be for all ages and I don't know, I, I'm very confused and conflicted when it comes to sports and politics. So mm-hmm. we'll, maybe you can share your thoughts with us. Sure. Yeah. And I just want to I want to make sure I'm, I'm getting this right. So um so some of those issues like blm for example you're I, it sounds like you're talking that's like more of a social movement which i i totally agree with right it's not exactly. it shouldn't be yeah. political it's should be a human truth right exactly uh, yeah okay yeah i mean i think it's tough like i think sports sports to some degree are inherently political and they kind of always have been i think back to the nba and the in the 50s when you had teams in the north and the south and you had players who couldn't you had a, there was like a rule that you could have four black players on your team and again maybe this isn't a political issue maybe this is more of a social issue but you also have these guys who who can't dine with their teammates at restaurants in the south because mm-hmm. they're whites only seating and so those players had to they kind of had to protest and they had to protest to change some of the some of the rules in the NBA and change how things were going to be done and again i think you could say maybe more social um than political, but I think it's hard. I mean, when you've got like Donald Trump saying he's not going to invite the the Golden State Warriors to the White House, which is a which is a tradition, right? If you win the title in an American sport, you get invited to the White House and you get to have dinner with the president. And why did he not? Why did he not invite them? What's you know? Speech? I can't even remember off the top of my head. I think it was it must have been something that a player said. I don't remember, but. That was that was something that had never been done before, as far as I recall. That the president said, you know, we're not gonna we're not gonna invite the Warriors. And LeBron James tweeted at the president, like, "You bum, they didn't want to go anyway," or something like that. So, right. uh, so <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. yeah. Honestly, uh, King James is just I uh, love LeBron James. So <laughs> well, I mean, at the end of the day, all sports is we're very tied to money. Right. And mm. this is this is part of my suspect, like my worry suspicion. I feel like it might be overplaying these different social or political trends just so they can make an extra buck out of it. Right. Just because it's more of a trend. 
And um, I don't know, maybe you can tell me if maybe the NBA is it is it doing now? <laughs> is it doing okay now? Uh, or financially? I don't know. Yeah, I mean they're they're mm-hmm. losing. They did they lose are losing over the Black Lives Matter stuff, which Oh really? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I think their viewership's down like 25%. Um, oh wow. That's that's a lot, isn't that? For NBA, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah. wow. Mm-hmm. I don't get the racism part honestly. I really don't. Like, yeah. uh, excuse my ignorance or maybe it's not ignorance or I don't know what you want to call it, but This whole racism thing, I don't know how it's still not dead in the United States. I don't know how it's still very alive. Like, I, I'm just confused. Now it's affecting As if in Jordan, it's any better. <laughs> Dude, it's, well, there's no racism in Jordan. Okay. There's <laughs> tribalism. That's a whole different thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> But, like, racism, like, they won't not like a person because of his skin color. That's They ask you for your name, and if you answer wrong, okay, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> See? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, no, otherwise, I really don't get it. Mm-hmm. So, so because of the whole BLM thing, NBA lost a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it seems like they are losing money. Mm-hmm. Over and it. COVID. Yeah. And COVID. Well, also, COVID is a huge factor. I mean, also, yeah, right? that's, that's the People can't go to crowds. The games are, like, different. <laughs> I've been watching. Yeah. They have, like, cardboard cutouts in the background. <laughs> it's the funnest yeah thing. exactly it's hard to tell you. I, don't, yeah. i don't want a blanket statement saying yeah, yeah. that it's mm-hmm. blm and and even mm-hmm. if it is i think it's mm-hmm. like it's admirable that they're still they're still out there you know standing up for an important cause even at potentially some of their own expense but mm-hmm. um you know did you did you guys read the story at the beginning of the season about uh the houston rockets owner and and china here let no. me pull it up oh wow now what what is it i'll pull it up Yeah. Yeah. Let's pull that up. It's yeah, dude. Yeah. I mean, that's a huge thing, right? Like the NBA is very involved in China. Right. And yeah, a lot of and money from China. The general manager of the Rockets tweeted about Hong Kong and it caused a, a huge political issue in the NBA. Oh, here I have it ready. Ali, if you can just allow me to share or just do that. Let me just. Uh, to record share screen okay so here we go right um let me just pull you guys up here so you're talking about this right cctv5 yeah. the sports channel china tops okay suspend airing houston rockets events on television sports said it would spend it would suspend live streaming for houston rockets for game so why what did he do so If you click that New York Times article, it might it might say a little more. The uh, the general manager of the Rockets, Daryl Morey, he tweeted it was like a seven word tweet about you know like pray for Hong Kong or something along those lines. Wow, mm-hmm. I'm probably getting the <laughs> there, but yeah, um, yeah. So here we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, yes, uh, Morey had gone something. rogue. <laughs> Morey had gone rogue for condemning China. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. if we condemn China right now, are we not going to be aired on the Chinese? Because uh, <laughs> I don't just condemn China. I say fuck China all the time, right? So it's like... Yeah, you'll yeah. get cut off from China's YouTube. <laughs> yeah, I don't think their viewership in Beijing is going to be very high. <laughs> it's not like I, I really care because of, you know, we, we did an episode about it before with the whole Muslims in China and what they're going through. So really... Yeah. Who's really losing? Let's let's be honest. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Somebody just, I'm trying to remember who, but somebody just spoke out against the 
weaker treatment in China oh. and an athlete. And I can't remember who it was. And I Here, can't let remember. me find it for you. All out is yeah. And they got and they got condemned for it. They were well, like, yeah. stay in stay in line or not? Not really. Is it? I think they did it on Friday, so I don't know if we. Know oh, this yet. is re- this is. Here, give me a second. I yeah. see. I see. I see. I see. All right. I'll cool. talk more about the Houston one while. Um, yeah, while, for sure. Mm-hmm. While he pulls you know, it up. Mm-hmm. The general manager sends this tweet out, and the Rockets are known to have huge ties to China. Yao mm-hmm. Ming played for the Sorry Rockets, and mm-hmm. that was really a huge bridge to the to the NBA and China. Right? It Yao Ming's presence added hundreds of millions of viewers to the NBA where they started showing games in China and especially the Rockets games. So, I mean, the Rockets general wow. manager out and mm-hmm. tweet about Hong Kong, like they're the team's owner said, Daryl Morey doesn't speak for the team. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh-huh. <laughs> uh, with these games being pulled, there were projections that the Rockets would lose, you know, like 10% of their income for the season because I mean, that's a yeah, it's Absolutely. a ton of money, but uh-huh. it's a really complex issue since, you know, a lot of Chinese people, like if the Chinese government is going to deprive their own citizens of watching Rockets games, which there are a lot of Rockets fans in China, then they're doing a disservice to their own citizen, citizens, excuse me. So mm-hmm. it, I don't know. It was really complex, but true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I found out it was Ozil, Ozil, uh, Mesut Ozil, who's an Arsenal player, and yes, he was very player. pissed off at Arsenal for not saying anything about or not allowing him i think it was it to say anything also blast arsenal failure to uh, back his muslim Uyghur muslim brothers or something here let me share the screen for you guys so share screen Sip. here we go slammed arsenal's failure to back his support of Uyghur muslims over his alleged persecution in china arsenal midfielder also spoke out on instagram against china's treatment uh, more than one million. Okay, we talked about this. Arsenal did not. So yeah, I think it's Ozil from Arsenal. Mm-hmm. You guys can see here. It's like you can pause the video and read this if you'd like, or you can just check it out on France24.com. Wow. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so it does. It does sometimes get like if it's something that needs to be said, then fair enough. But when it starts to be very political, like that's when I am just like, uh, is that necessary? Is it not? Yeah. So well, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. What are there? Are there things specifically that come to mind that uh, you're like, oh, this this is taken away from my experience with? I mean, I like I remember the very first time I tried watching American football happened to be the time where Kaepernick kneeled on the flag. I thought I was my first time watching American football. I was doing it for <laughs> my like, friend, what? and I was just like, <laughs> yeah, is this something they do? What's going on here? You know, and it's just like. I just I was like, oh, I'm not I'm not too invested in this. So I shut mm. the screen. I turned on oh, wow. UFC. <laughs> you turn on UFC. Yeah, I just turned on UFC because I'm, I'm more into combat sports. That's that's the thing, you know. Mm. I was like, fine, just for my friend, I'll try to watch a match. I yeah. do, and this happens. I'm just like, okay, listen, this happened. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's true. I was just like, uh, no, that's that's me. So, what was the whole kneeling on the flag situation? What what was going on? Yeah, so that was man, that was right when I started grad school, I think. That was a while back, right? Four years ago. Yeah, yeah that was yeah. that was very well back. Mm-hmm. Twenty sixteen, I think. I think I was just starting in Boston at BU when that happened. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, Kaepernick, uh, he knelt during the national anthem and came out and said later, hey, look, I feel like the, well, essentially he made a statement about the flag not not standing for um, for Black Americans who were still suffering mistreatment at the hands of police and other uh, political systems. And, and that turned into a pretty big thing that you can kind of trace down to now where the NFL has apologized to Kaepernick about their handling of the situation and in the, in recent months. And, um, because he, you know, he couldn't find work essentially after that. He, oh, wow. Yeah. Just, he was just Nike bought up, <laughs> bought, bought him up <laughs> and spent all that money. On him. Nike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Poor guy. So, so was that, was that the right move for him to do? I, I, again, I'm sorry. I'm I mean, he's too... speaking for himself. He's speaking his own opinion, which whether okay. or not, you know, isn't yeah. that, isn't that supposed to be a, a good thing in the United States? Like freedom, freedom of speech. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be. Um, I don't know why you're laughing at me. I literally don't know what the United States stuff is. I'm not from there, like literally. Yeah, so it's controversial saying freedom of speech. Yeah, yeah. the mm -hmm. debate was really the debate was interesting because Kaepernick came out with that statement right and said, mm -hmm. "This is why this is why I kneeled." And what a lot of a lot of people kind of had this had this reaction that I would say is kind of like a knee-jerk reaction where the flag has military importance to some people. It's a sign of the military and kind of loss of, of lives um, in defense of the country. And that's that's to some people. To some people, it doesn't have that, that meaning, right? I don't have military members in my family and it doesn't have that meaning to me. So, so I didn't have any kind of visceral reaction to it, but some people really came out and said, this is disrespectful to our country and to our military. And, and it, I mean, if I can, if I can I stop know. you, I want to wonder from Ali. So like you're, you're from Kuwait, it's a completely different yeah. situation, but imagine I mean, you're in Kuwait and like, like, you know, like there, they really like, if I were making fun of the national anthem <laughs> or if I were making fun of the flag, you would be so pissed off at me and understand. Yeah, but that's, know. that's because that's, that's because in Kuwait, we don't militarize our flag. Our flag represents who we are, what we stand for, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, according to what our friend Connor here says in the States, it's more of a either militarized where I have people serving and died for this country, or I have people in the army and some others. So, for me, the Kuwaiti flag and anthem represents who I am as a citizen of that country, mm -hmm. not as a person who is fighting for that. I fight for that country regardless, because end of the day, that's my home, that's my land, right? Like, if you're not going to protect your home, you have no other home. So, <laughs> yeah, so that's true. That's, I like how you say that. Though. Mm -hmm. You know, in terms of in terms of it representing representing you, right? Like it, it yeah. represents the people in the place you live, and I think that's that's kind of. That's that's a good way of putting how I feel about the American flag. It represents us, right? But and and I'm okay with somebody saying like it's well. I, my personal feeling is I'm okay with somebody saying I, I I don't like how we're being treated in terms of like Black Americans. I don't like how we're being treated in this country. I'm gonna kneel for the flag. Um, but but you're, yeah, I mean there are a lot yeah, of people sure. who saw that as I mean, listen, for whatever reason. So I'll say this now. <laughs> I, I am not defending anyone because I really don't know anything about America. Yeah, yeah, we're just talking here. We're just, right? yeah, yeah. So, we dive into this. But here's, here's my thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to put myself in the shoes of your average black person, right, who's mm -hmm. feeling that way. To me, the thing that represents me is oppressing me, not really representing me, and has 
basically turned. Ali, well, you see, you did. You can't just label all black people like that. See, that was very wrong of you. No, do. I'm just saying that's that's <laughs> probably how they feel, no, right? Dude, see, see, that's like, very. That's don't, why don't, they're don't, don't, on don't, the flag, though. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you can't just make a broad statement like that. The specific I'm not saying, player oh, again. The not all of player. them. You already know all these disclaimers. Yeah. Not everyone feels sure. this way, <laughs> but like. Probably that's what, for example, Kaepernick must have felt like, right? Sure. When, uh-huh. he, when he was like, did what he did. He's just like, well, this thing is not really representing mm-hmm. us anymore. Mm-hmm. How is something that's representing us is also oppressing us? That's it's not doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. That's why for us, I told you quite, it's very different because equality is there, right? Everything is supposed to be there. So that's why it's like very complicated. You know what the I think? I think, I think the issue, I think the issue is that they like, See, in hockey, you don't have this problem because, like, if there's ever, like, any issue, they just get in fistfights and they start fighting. Versus, like, <laughs> in basketball, they're like, oh, we're holier than that. No, don't injure me. <laughs> since when a basketball become more, like, babies than, like, uh, soccer players? Like, soccer ever players since, are, soccer players are known for, like, sports. falling on contact sports. I don't know. <laughs> you Bro, think- you know what I love? I love hockey. You know why? Because yeah. they actually get into fist fights. In the middle of that. <laughs> I said, you know, they look like figure skaters fighting, dude. Honestly, it's like and then they start. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I love hockey. combat sports. It's incredible. It's part of the game. So cool. <laughs> it is, dude. Honestly, this is why I love. I love it when players fight. You I don't think know it's why. Cool? I remember at, like there are some games where they'd like be like, uh, no fighting this game, no fighting. Is that a thing, a trend now that they're trying to get fights out of hockey or not or not really? I think they are trying to phase it out a little bit, but, mm-hmm. you know, the fans love it, honestly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, let's be honest. Like, it's the funnest part of the game. It's Why can't they do the same thing in soccer? A puck in a... <laughs> well, because, see, in soccer, the face is very important for brand deals. <laughs> as he has to go sponsor, do sponsor ads for Coca-Cola. Cristiano has to do it for Clear and whatever. So the face is kind of limits and that's when punching really isn't like it's no fun trying to aim for a body like that just makes things harder mm-hmm. but when it's the face it's like that tiny little circle on top of the one you're just like coming bitch let's fucking do it right now <laughs> let's go it's, it's, it's funny i love it so that's it's weird thinking about where any of this stuff even comes from right like why don't they do it in soccer and now it makes sense but i don't think they did this in 1862 either when they were playing in a fucking like cow patch 1862 <laughs> when they were using literally cow testicles as a ball dude anything goes you can pick the ball with your hand just run for it towards the goal anything went literally i remember this from history that was the one thing i remember from Right, as they use cow testicles <laughs> for a ball or, or, or <laughs> pig, pig skin with mm-hmm. stuff. I think it's pig skin, maybe, probably, right? Isn't right, that, it's because cow and pig skin is very tough leather, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they would, and the ball didn't really look like the ball we know today, it wasn't very circular, it was just like a little mush thing that they were kicking around. As soon as a ball fell on the court, like everyone, even the, the fans would jump in and play. Like it, it would be just hell. All hell breaks loose because you can punch people. <laughs> Listen, do whatever you have to do to get that ball in the back of that net. If you go back even further, the way this game was played was literally it was two towns playing against each other. One ball. You're trying to move the ball from one end of your town to the other end of the other town and the game is like wow. it's like 50 miles long that's true yeah it evolved i was gonna it is now 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, here's the funniest thing I've ever seen. You guys heard of the Maradona's golden touch? Yeah, 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 the hand of yeah, God. The, yeah, the hand of uh, God. He keeps Maradona, touching, keeps giving it God. a hand. Yeah, like he, he, he's gonna head it. He just does that little thing right there. And it goes into a goal, oh, bro. The amount of times I watch it, I'm just like, how did the referee not call it? Like, <laughs> you watch the video, and it's like on that grainy ass like speed. It's almost hard to tell. Like you can kind of see it, but here I'll pull it up for you guys. It's called <laughs> Maradona, mm-hmm. hand of God, literally. Like it's it's just amazing. Okay, let me just quickly. Also, have you guys seen that show Home Game that's on Netflix? No. No. There's a there's a there's a they they show weird sports from around the country, and one of them is this Italian sport that's kind of like these old school rules where you can just punch people and fight people. They only play it, they only play it once a year because too many people get injured. But, oh my uh, god! Once a year. <laughs> Here, let's check it out. Okay. Have found little space in this contest. So there we go. It's not true of Olatico Achea at the moment. But certainly it's been true of the England team. We've seen that much of Hodge or Trevor Stephen. We see here another player away. literally passing it to Mar- Oh, and... Okay. Cool. Good. Cool. Right? That was, that was... What it seems is a good head, right? Like, it's a little tap and it's in. Now let's look at it from a different angle here. Let's let's do this. Let's go lower the speed. So playback speed. Let's do it to half the speed. Okay. So the ball goes up. Here we go. Okay. Let me just play that. Yeah. Because I realize it cut jumps too fast. Bow. It's his, <laughs> it's his hand. It. That That's right there. I so, saw it. Yeah, and this was like, dude, wow! I don't know how this happened. A lot of times in soccer, by the way. Uh, here, give, just give me a second. You guys. Well, this was also this was also like older, right? This was like in um, before they had all the cameras and technology that we have now to detect things. Like right now, they, yeah, th- this wouldn't slide. No way. And back no, then, the referee would have to eye it out himself, right? And kind of much. like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And there was, yeah. but 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 there was a lot of incidents where there were fights. You remember it was uh, Germany against I don't know who, where one of the one of the players literally headbutts the other player in the stomach. Oh yeah, I think you're it was talking 2006. about uh, Yeah, Zidane, uh, Zidane of France headbutting headbutting uh, Materazzi of Italy. In the- <laughs> yeah, it was, it was so, like was it was guy- so sudden. Was, yeah. And it, like, let me try Who's the guy it. that used to bite people? Oh, uh, Suarez. Suarez. <laughs> yeah, there, Dude, who said there's no him? violence in soccer? Who said? <laughs> in Arabia, they call him uh, Barcelona's dog. <laughs> in, in, Ara- in Arabia, that's how we call him. You know, he bit somebody who then went on to bite somebody else. So there was a joke. He's actually a vampire. <laughs> or a zombie. On the gene. That's funny. Like it was, it was yeah. super funny. But yeah, no, sports, this happens a lot. There's a lot of incidents, by the way, as well, where like uh, things are just, you know, like referees are doing a terrible, terrible job at terrible what they're job. supposed to do. What, what makes a good referee? You know, shameless yeah. plug. This is actually what we're going to talk about on the next episode of Seeing the Whole Yeah. Field. Check it out. Link in the description yeah! below. All right. Give actually, us a, a little bit of it. Yeah. Hint us. What's so, yeah, let's, be let's, about? yeah. 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 What makes, what makes a good referee? 
<laughs> well, so what we're going to talk about is we're going to kind of run through, mm. we're talking about technology and uh, oh, yeah. officiating. Mm. Cause I mean, Ali, you mentioned that this wouldn't fly today because we've got cameras and stuff, right? Yeah. And VAR and all that stuff. Yeah. And we're going to kind of, we're going to go through the spectrum of, you have everything from a, a situation where you have the players officiate themselves to having like uh, an AI with cameras that has <laughs> oh an override. Right? And, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and you've got everything in between. So, um, but, but, and so we'll talk about yeah. that. To answer the question more directly, I think a good referee has good communication with the players so they actually mm -hmm. understand what's going on and mm -hmm. is willing to admit when they're wrong and be corrected by the, by the cameras. But, um, but I'm going to take the stance that we don't need the sideline officials. I don't think like they, they call out of bounds and they call off sides. And mm -hmm. to me, that's something a camera and like a laser could do better than yeah. a human can do. So, yeah. yeah, but you know what the issue, where the issue rises, the issue rises when it's offside by like a centimeter, a centimeter and yeah. a, a God knows how many kilometers or meters or yards pitch. It doesn't really make a difference, but they want to get all technical. And it's just like, no, but he was offside by like 0.5 of a micrometer. And, you know, people start getting. So I don't know. I feel like it's ruining the game more than like if you watch football now and watch football in the old times, matches weren't stopped as frequently as they are now. I yeah. think it's. You know, and like the flow of a match is very important when you're playing like soccer because it's like you're getting the ball, you're passing, you're going through every single player, you're almost there. Oh, it's offside. God damn it. Like ruins the morale. It ruins yeah. the morale. Like, I tend to agree with you. This is the problem right now is that it's too slow and it causes too many disruptions. And the same thing is true of basketball, by the way. I mean, mm -hmm. basketball. The, the biggest problem with basketball, I don't have a solution to this one yet, maybe one day, but the problem, the biggest problem with basketball is the last five minutes of the game where they're uh, reviewing everything and there are fouls and timeouts and out of bounds. And it just slows what should be a really fun game down. Mm -hmm. uh, and I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think maybe, maybe the best solution is if you have an official, an extra official monitoring the game full time and saying, Hey, this happened. But even then, you're right, it does, it still is slowing the game down a lot. And there has to be a good balance between reviewing everything, getting calls right, and having the speed of the game be, be good still, be enjoyable. Yep. Yeah, it's, that's true. Yeah. What else, what, what else, what other sports do you like watching that's outside of your legendary trio of soccer, basketball, and <laughs> football? Because um, I'm in love with combat sports. I love combat sports. Yeah, what do you love about combat sports? Dude, it's it's as manly as a man sports <laughs> game. Even though there are women who actually like beat the shit out of each other in a cage. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But like I'm I was a kid who was in many fights growing up. Physical. Things got physical way too quick, especially in the heat yeah. of Arabia. Like people got angry all the time. Right. So I have this respect for a boxer who was put in the middle of a fight and still has to think strategically and less, you know, Tasmanian devil punching anywhere, everywhere. And, you know, so I have, it's, it's that kind of respect I have for them where it's more strategic and less, you know, instincts, animal instincts. So that's yeah. why I'm in love with combat sports. The mental skills have to be so high in order to do mm. combat sports because you have to balance so many things, including not allowing your, your, 
your adrenaline to flow too high to be able to interrupt that nope. and still have a clear head so you can you know do your strategy because i mean the human instinct if you get hit in the face you're gonna freak out right like, <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're either egg, it's, it's 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 fight or fight literally it's fight yeah. or flight you're either gonna fight you're going to do everything you can to kill whoever's in front of you, or you're just going to try your hardest to yeah. run away. And imagine training your right. brain to interrupt that really natural process. That's yeah. incredible. Which, yeah, because this is autonom auto autonomic nervous system, which basically means we shouldn't have control of that. So it's not like fighters don't have, uh, it's not like fighters have full control of adrenaline. It's just instead of fighting the wave, they learn to ride the wave, let's say of, okay, I'm having adrenaline rush, right? I'm not going to feel the pain until tomorrow morning. It's going to hurt like a bitch. So let's try to, you know, block as much as possible. So this, this is my love for combat sports, especially boxing. UFC is good, but the problem, my problem with UFC is there's too much hugging and sometimes it can get very, <laughs> so very- Slow the you know, name down, right? Yeah, like, it's just like, I'm not, I'm not letting go. It's like, oh, just punch each other. Unlike uh, there is in boxing, it only comes down to hugging when Floyd Mayweather is playing. Otherwise, you know, it's it's, it's a normal like punch for punch, pound for the pound. The ultimate strategist, Floyd yep. Mayweather. Either yeah. run to a corner, dodge, or hug the person like it's a Care Bear, literally. <laughs> undefeated champion. <laughs> but he is undefeated. <laughs> yeah, it's a tactic. At the end of the day, is it working? It's working. Mm -hmm. Fifty working and zero, and he's fifty years old. Fifty and zero. You don't have that in any other sport, right? Like, where's a team that's winning 50, no losses? That's not a thing, except in combat I sports, right? I don't think From so. What I no, uh, really. I, I think mean, there is in the UFC is someone who's undefeated. I think it's I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not talking about, like, fighting, you can do that. But look, there's yeah. no, like, soccer player that's, like, won, or soccer team that's won 50 games and it's never lost. No, the closest thing the closest thing would be the University of Connecticut's women's basketball team went on like a 130 game winning streak last what? decade. Wow. <laughs> That's Something wild. like that. That's why. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, they no. they were just so much better. They've they've slowed down a little bit, but mm. in the mid 2010s they just ripped off the craziest streak. Uh, didn't you see buy an island and aren't they aren't they fighting on this Yeah, in Dubai, Fight Island. <laughs> that's that's where Israel Adesanya destroyed. Yeah. Let me say this again. That's where Israel Adesanya destroyed Paulo Costa in his uh, championship match. Dude, that was amazing. Did you That's watch that fight? A good friend of ours, Steve Orozco. <laughs> I talked to Steve Orozco about this. I think and you saw the text, did yes, you? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I was literally like, listen, I have my money on Adesanya. He was like, yeah, but there's it's so unpredictable. I was like, I have my money on Adesanya. He's like, okay, fine. Next day, I text him. I should have cashed in because <laughs> he won. And I was right. And I said on the show, with fighting sports, I'm very good at predicting who's going to win. Especially if I yeah, know who yeah. the players are. Are you putting right? money on them or are you kind of... I wish I did. Yeah. I wish I... It's illegal. <laughs> it's illegal. <laughs> but it's not like I illegal. care, right? <laughs> yeah, that's funny. But honestly, dude, I wish I did, bro. And I guessed when and how and where. And I was right. Ali, is, is sports gambling a thing in like Kuwait? No, it's, no, it's, 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 it's gambling at the end of the yeah, day, which is against their religion, therefore yeah. against the states. I mean, in the United States, it's it's huge from what I understand. Dude, right? Isn't it's that like, like one of the biggest income for sports industry? Yeah, like, I think so. I mean, it, it depends. Like states are starting to open up 
uh, sports gambling, Las Vegas, it's legal. And, yeah. you know, you can kind of use websites like bovada.lv, for example. Is... Or 365sports.co.uk. You can also use, uh, wait, yeah. no, never mind. I should, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, should, I should mention that there are ethical issues. If you work in sports, you, you know, you can't be gambling on sports that you work in. Like, uh, I remember when I was a grad student, we all worked with college, uh, college athletes, um, often basketball teams, and we had to make sure that we didn't put money on our NCAA tournament bracket pool because it's it becomes a conflict of interest and it becomes an ethical issue. But other than that, <laughs> it, it is fun. And it's, it's not like the UK where you have like betting shops and stuff. You know, if you walk down the street in the UK, you get like, like literal storefronts where you go bet. Oh, yeah. Wow. I didn't know that. You, you know what? I guess. Uh -huh. uh, fixing sports. This used to be something huge in, uh, in uh, the UK, especially in like in Victorian times. Uh, <laughs> I'll come back to it. Just a second. One second. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> fixing sports. I don't know. Yeah, fixing sports is when you when the result is predetermined. Mm -hmm. Like somebody has agreed to take a fall or whatever. I mean, I, I've heard of it, but I've never, yeah. like, I don't believe these, these things happen. I know. Or do I don't believe it happens nowadays, although there was that scandal in the mid-2000s with an NBA ref who was betting on games that he was working. Oh, wow. That's super no-no, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. So, I'm and so he, sorry. Yeah. yeah, you're good. Uh, uh, he, claims, he claims he wasn't betting on games he was working, but... That was like the consensus. I think that's what the FBI investigation showed. <laughs> but see, this is where I think gambling should be out of sports because there are people who can make a living, no joke, out of gambling for sports. Like, especially when it comes to odds and things like this. Like, this isn't the first time. Okay, so in the UK, people would fix. Uh, it's a horse riding where they have to go like. It's a quarter race? mile or yeah. oh, something like that. Mm -hmm. <coughs> Sorry. <clears throat> so uh, what yeah, they would do is... No, no, I don't. Sure. I did my swab and I'm, I'm negative. Thank okay. God. So, uh, basically, what they would do is they would go to these like gangsters in the UK, right? Which apparently existed. And uh, <laughs> literally, they would go to them. They would ask them to fix their their bets and they would make livings off of it dude it was disgusting because they would like steroid the horse uh they would give the horses cocaine literally they would like blow cocaine in a horse's nose <laughs> literally no no it's not a joke they actually did that dude. they actually Wild. did that. yeah uh -huh. they would literally be like which horse do you want to win this mm -hmm. one okay and literally, like, the horse would be like... That's what they do to LeBron James before every game. They're like, LeBron, <laughs> go Magic score. <laughs> Magic. <laughs> and now they're hiding cocaine in G Fuel. I think I saw this in an episode of Peaky Blinders as well, if you want to... They did that on Peaky Blinders too, yeah. Horse they did it very well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They would believe in gypsies and witchcraft and all that shit just to get their horses to win when, you know, it's yeah. supposed to be fun and games yeah. and... I think there's there's a quote too. There's like a Tommy Shelby quote about like cocaine for the is it was either cocaine for the horse or cocaine for the jockey. I don't remember, but um, maybe both. But or money for the jockey, cocaine for the horse. I think that's what it yep. was. But, uh, money for the jockey, cocaine for the horse. Which by the way, I was told I have a very good British accent. Apparently, that was good. Thank you. I was good, Tommy. Yeah. Um, your brother Arthur. 
Oh, oh this is a lot of fun. Um, yeah, this one we're running out of time here, but I know you got to catch that Seahawks game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. More uh, life to you. Yeah, a lot of fun. You, thanks for thanks for thanks for coming on. Thanks yeah. for coming on. Yeah, guys, appreciate it. What a good talk. Honestly, I enjoyed this. So, if you've reached this part of the episode, guys, come on, let's let's subscribe. Is there anything, you, Connor, you want to say? Shout out before we wrap up here. Yeah, just shout out uh, seeing the whole field podcast. Yeah, or, uh, in the description below. <laughs> yeah, yeah, check it out. Yeah, it's like what we talked about, but more. Uh, next episode, uh, referee. Yeah. I want to check that one out. Yeah, I'm. I'm also gonna check that out because I really want to know. So, please do check out his podcast. Link will be in the description below, or they can find it in iHeartRadio. I think in Heart Radio Hearts. Is it? Connor, <laughs> are you sponsored Ra- by I- I- Connor <laughs> Hearts Radio? <laughs> <laughs> radio radio shack was it I, i'm sorry I radio shack <laughs> that got shut Dude. down that got bankrupt oh <laughs> did, that, did that really yeah. yeah yeah it's out of business it's a big deal there for a while all year last year in boston they were or yeah that that year in boston they were having some they awesome mm-hmm. um but yeah this should be on all your your local podcatchers it's on google podcasts and <laughs> apple podcasts and uh spotify uh anchor yeah, and here, uh, while you're while you're checking out his page, you might as well check out our page again. A to the show yeah, for more. Yeah, we're on everywhere you can find our show on. Yes. Soon we're gonna probably be on Twitter. I don't know. Maybe. Or, uh, <laughs> maybe. Uh, like, subscribe, please. Come on, smash. You've been no, watching for this far. You have. Come on. Yeah, let's do it. Exactly. Anyways, you you know how we sign out. We've been doing this since episode one. It's a salute to cover the camp and. You know, why waste your time? You're wasting my time and our time being in this tutorial, talking about stuff like we're all being fake about it. Like if somebody was real about it, we would have real conversations. Like we talked about like tattoos or stuff, right? Like, okay, um, you know, you walk in and you want to see like a physician and you know, they're supposed to be professional. And it's like, well, what does that look like, right? No, but like also like, let's say my hair, right? Like I don't put like too much effort, but like that's also because I spend time on other stuff and I value other stuff. But like somebody coming in to like your office, like no wonder people are intimidated and like they don't, you know, open up to physicians because like we don't look human. Like I just think if I walked in and I saw somebody say,